Hello and welcome to the Holy Saviour podcast. Hope you're doing well. You join us today as we reflect on one of our mission partners, uh, Church Army, with Hannah Seal coming to speak to us today. She's based in Wales, uh, in the Gwent Valley area, and she is one of our mission partners. As a church, we give away 10% of our uh, income to support various different organisations, both in the UK, uh, locally in Southampton, as well as around the world. And so it's great to be able to have Hannah Seal here with us and sharing all about her work and what God is doing with the church army through her in that area. Thank you for inviting me here this morning. It's it's lovely to be here. It's also very strange to be here. I was trying to work out when I was last in this school building. Um, Probably explorers. Or maybe Pathfinders, although I did do, which is a long time ago, and that they were children's groups years ago. Although I did do my work experience in year 11 in the infant part of the building. So it's a long time ago since I was here. But it is a joy to be here this morning because uh, Holy Saviour has been my home church for 40 years. Um, we, we moved to Southampton. My parents are Peter and Sue Seal, if you are thinking, oh. Do we, do we know them? Um, uh, we moved here when I was three, and uh, Holy Saviour's been my home church all that time, even though I haven't necessarily been around quite so much in the last few years. Um, but I, I thought this morning I'd share a bit with you about what Church Army is, what I do, and uh, a little encouragement to you. Um, but first of all, a little bit of background. I'm a commissioned Church Army evangelist. I've been commissioned for five years tomorrow which is uh, quite, quite exciting. Yes, I got, a, I got a card from the post from my CEO as well. I was very surprised. I didn't know that we did that. Um, uh, but I've worked for Church Army for 11 years, and before that I was in uh, Kent as a children's worker for nearly 10 years. So I've moved around a bit. Um, I've been in Wales uh, for seven years now, initially in Clansaf Diocese and currently in Monmouth Diocese in the Gwent Valleys. Um, but I want to ask you a question first of all. You don't have to ask and answer it, it's just for you to think about. Um, maybe you can chat with people later about it. But my question is, who was it that first told you about Jesus? Who first told you about Jesus? Was it your parents or your grandparents? Was it a friend? Was it a colleague at work? Was it a stranger on the street? Did you first hear about Jesus in a school assembly that a vicar took? Was it something you heard or saw on the telly or the radio? Who was it that first told you of Jesus and told you that he loved, he loves you? For me, I was really fortunate because the first person who told me about Jesus were my parents. Uh, they took me to church, they read me Bible stories, they taught me to pray, they taught me how to serve. And our extended family had a part as well in that. But so did this church family. Here at Holy Saviour, at Bitten, I was welcomed and I was known. Adults told me and showed me that God loved me. They let me ask awkward questions. They encouraged me to think about faith. They took an interest in my life and in the life of my friends who I was at church with. They showed me in words and actions the difference that knowing God made. And I'm hugely grateful and thankful for all of those people. I'm thankful for people who shared God's love with me so that I could make a decision to choose God for myself. 
And I guess for some of you, it might have been the same. It might have been that parents or family helped you learn about Jesus. But not everyone is that fortunate. The recent census in 2021 shows us that less than half the population of the UK, 46.2%, describe themselves as Christian. It's a sad statistic that less than half of people in the, Christ in the UK say they're Christian. The other sad thing is that 37% of people say they have no religion at all. There are hundreds and thousands of people who have never had the chance to hear that God loves them. Where I live in um, Blind and Gwent, <laughs> our borough, 36% uh, of people say they're Christian. 56% say they have no religion. It's the lowest of number in, it's the, in the lowest three boroughs in Wales where pe of people saying um, that they're Christian. And it's in the highest in terms of the top three of those who say they have no faith. It's a tough place to be. Um, but while the figures are realistic in terms of the, like, what Christianity looks like across the UK, it's also sad. People don't know Jesus. They don't know that the hope that he brings. They don't know the love and the joy that knowing God brings. They don't come to church anymore. People don't just turn up. There are children and adults who have never heard that they're special. They've never heard that God loves them and they've never heard that Jesus died for them. In the early 1800s, oh, I forgot the clicky thing. I knew I'd do that. I am so used to doing services where I stand here and do the whole thing and have the clicky thing in my hand for the whole time. Um, so we'll see. In, 18, in the early 1880s, a young curate uh, called Wilson Carlyle faced a similar situation um, in, in, in London. He, where he was curate, there were lots of people who went to church, but there were also a lot of people who never stepped foot inside a church. The working class saw the church as the exclusive place. It was a place where only the well-to-do could go, because they didn't have Sunday best. They weren't welcomed. They didn't step foot inside a church. And Wilson Carlyle um, was inspired to reach out to share the gospel with those in need. He uh, worked in the slums in Westminster, and his, his vision was to train ordinary men and women to share the gospel. And he started by holding out there open-air uh, gatherings where he would just tell people about God. And he would share the faith, and he would encourage faith to turn into action. And in 1882, Church Army was founded by Wilson Carlyle. It was recognised and authorised by the Church of England, and his sister Marie worked alongside him, particularly in helping to train women um, as evangelists. But the evangelists did the simple thing as well. Or there's some of them. Um, they fed the hungry, they cared for the sick, they ministered to prisoners and their families, they befriended the homeless, and they shared... Uh, they housed people. They brought love and compassion and joy to those who would never set foot inside the church. And church evangelists have been sharing that good news for the last 140 years. In the early years, the work focused in the slums in Westminster, um, through prison work, social action, uh, horse-drawn mission caravans. <laughs> I know. And then at the turn of the century, we, didn't, we, we moved on to bikes. <laughs> they were known as the Flying Squad, apparently. Um, 
but the, at the turn of the century, uh, evangelists supported those facing unemployment. They pioneered tent missions and beach missions, and they established a printing press. Church Army was active in both of the world wars, um, working uh, overseas and at home uh, with recreation huts for the armed forces that could see over 200,000 men a day. They operated ambulances, mobile canteens and kitchen cars, and during the Blitz they made tea and coffee on um, Paddington Station for the troops that came through. This is one of my favourite photos giving a cup of tea to someone in a helicopter. <laughs> no idea why. No one actually seems to know the background behind that, but it's fun. Um, and then in the, after the post, in the post-war era, we saw a focus in our work in terms of children and youth uh, centres, hostels for men and women, care homes for the elderly, and uh, missions um, continued. And the work of uh, Church Army continues today. Our vision is for everyone everywhere to encounter God's love and to be empowered to transform their communities through faith and action shared in, through faith shared in words and action. <coughs> and Church Army works in a variety of places throughout the UK and Ireland. They, you name it, we're probably doing it somewhere. Um, evangelists are involved in any, anything and everything from prison and hospital chaplains to youth and children's workers to um, schools workers, uh, community outreach workers, but at the heart of it all, we still have a heart for the marginalised, the vulnerable and those on the edges of society. We might not have horse-drawn mission caravans anymore, but we still do support the homeless. We have uh, the Marleybone Project in London, which is a women's hostel. It's the largest women's hostel in London. Um, we have a, a centre in, in Wales, in Cardiff, called Tibrona, which home, help, helps homeless young adults. And we have um, another project in Cardiff which supports children or young adults who self-harm. But one of the main focuses is uh, centres of mission. And that's those little orange dots, which you can't see very well, are where we have centres of mission. You might notice there's one in Southampton. It's just up the road. Um, uh, a central mission though isn't a building, it's a place, it's a space where two evangelists come to, together and work to grow the kingdom of God in that place. They partner with the diocese at the invitation of the bishop um, and are often in places where there's a significant deprivation. Each central mission is different, but at the heart of them is the desire to seek for people, for us to see people's lives change, for people to have the opportunity to hear that God loves them and to respond to that. Some centres of mission focus on a small area, some are on a larger area, um, some focus on children's work or um, youth work. The centre in Bradford focuses mainly on youth work, um, and others have a variety of, of ages that they work with. The activities include food banks, coffee drop-ins, um, after-school clubs, school assemblies, church gatherings, Bible studies, you name it, we probably do it. Um, oh, not that one. 
We are, we, we are continuing to train and to grow um, evangelists and on Tuesday we will commission these lovely 15 people, um, so do pray for them on, on Tuesday. But my work in Wales over the last uh, seven years has been quite varied. I've run things like Copper and Company and um, Connected where people can just drop in for a coffee and have a chat, similar to your cafes that you run where people can come and they can be. We can talk and we can share life together. I've run after school clubs and messy churches. I've held uh, holiday, school holiday activities for families to give them something, somewhere to go and something to do. Um, uh, we've talked, we've had jubilee teas and picnics and um, fun days and events and all sorts of things. We've shared faith and we've talked about life. I've had the privilege of sharing the highs and the lows of, of people's lives and having the privilege of being able to journey with them through life. For me, the work that I do is all about creating safe spaces where people can be known, where they can know that they belong, where they can find friendship and where they can find hope, where people can explore the faith together it's about creating space for people to do life and to find God in the middle of it. Sometimes it's like lots and lots of fun, like a community fun day. They're great fun, exhausting, but they're good fun. Or, they're, or something like a carol service um, uh, where I, had, I went to Sovereign and had 200 people turn up in a community centre on a very foggy, very foggy Christmas uh, evening in December. Um, you couldn't see... We couldn't see driving up the valley to where I was going. But then also it can be challenging, like a week later when I turned up at a church to do another carol service to find the pipes in the church had burst because of the snow and there was water everywhere and we had to cancel the, <laughs> the carols. But it can be hard, it, it can also be a joy. I share the joys of life with people, like when a new baby arrives uh, in the community or when a child excitedly tells you about something they've done or something they've won at school. Sometimes I share the sorrows sitting with people when their world has simply fallen apart, comforting them when someone that they love has died, and being honest with people and saying that sometimes life just doesn't make sense. But whilst there's highs and lows, it's also a joy and a privilege to share with people, to walk alongside them as they take the next step of their journey of faith. But why, why do I do it? Well, because God loves me. We heard read earlier, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's why I do what I do, because God loves me. He loves us. We don't deserve his love, but he loves us. And he sent Jesus to show us that love. God loves us, Jesus died for us to prove it. And it's amazing and it's something that everybody should have the chance to know. The other readings we had were some parables. The parables that describe the kingdom of heaven like a mustard seed that grows and where birds can find a safe space to be. The kingdom of God is a safe space to be. Holy Saviour for me as a child was a safe space to be. It was a place where I learned and I grew and I was encouraged and nurtured in my faith. And that's why I do what I do, because I want people to have the same chance to have that nurture and growth and encouragement 
as I did when I was little. The other two parables we heard about were about hidden treasure and treasure of the great pearl. Often we think about that being us finding the greatest treasure of knowing Jesus. And that's true. It's a joy and it's wonderful when we find the Jesus. But another way to look at it is to consider that the people looking, the merchant and the man looking for the treasure and the pearl is God. And we are the treasure. We are the person that God gives everything up for. When he finds us, he finds he, he sends Jesus so that he can have us. We are treasured and we are loved. I was lucky to hear about God as a child. I'm lucky that I have continued to be prayed for and encouraged throughout my life. Not everyone's that lucky, which is why I do what I do, so that people can have the chance to choose themselves to follow God. So my encouragement to you this morning is keep doing what you're doing. You will be making a difference in people's lives that you know nothing about. You will have made a difference in people's lives that you may know nothing about. Keep doing that. Keep sharing love with people. Keep encouraging one another and praying for each other. And remember that you are treasure and you are precious and God loves you. Shall we pray? <coughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for all those throughout our lives who have encouraged us and prayed for us, who have taught us of your love. And we pray that we will be able to find opportunities to do that for others, to welcome them so that they too can find a home, so that they too can know that they are precious and that they are loved and treasured by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to find out more about any of the organisations we support, then please do get in touch. If you'd also like to find out more about giving to Holy Saviour and uh, being able to be part of our regular givers, then do get in touch as well with treasurer at holysaviour.church. Take care.